This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Good to see you here. We're having more and more trickle back in here. So we'll open the balcony back up before long. We're going to have so many people in here again. Glad to see all of you here, though. I've missed seeing your faces, and I really, really don't like speaking into that camera. But if you are watching the live stream, we're glad you're with us again. And so, again, I know there's still people that aren't comfortable coming in here, and we respect that. But the ones that are, you are here, you know what? We may just lay hands on you tonight in the name of Jesus, all right? I say that in encouraging ways. I mean, you're freaking out. Pastor's going nuts on us again. No, I'm not. Well, as Shelly talked a little bit, we really, really need to pray for our nation right now. Um, you know, when you study the scriptures, the Lord said there in Revelation, he said, heaven will be made up of every nation, of every tribe, and every tongue. And so, if that's the way heaven's going to look, we might as well celebrate that right here on earth. And so, I believe God wants to heal our land and touch people's hearts and you know, it's been my prayer that just the love of God prevails. And I don't mean this ugly, but we, we can't look to man to solve this, okay? We've got to look to God, and God's the one who will do things. So just continue to pray, and just the love of God and the unity of heaven that it comes upon us. Well, again, we're going to begin with our tithes and offerings. Uh, if you need a envelope, it's in front of you. The other areas where you can give are on the screen. I'm going to read in the book of Matthew chapter 6. And as you're turning to Matthew 6, you know, in one of the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to the pastor Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, he said one of the signs that would mark the end times would that people would become ungrateful. Now let me ask you a question, are are you ungrateful? And one of the, the way you become ungrateful is when you begin to complain about whatever you have. And you know, the Bible's very clear, actually in Matthew 6, that the Lord talks about that he'll take care of the sparrows. The sparrows never grow hungry. So if God will take care of the sparrows, he'll take care of us. But when we look at that, he's talking about a, a home, shelter, clothing, and, and food. And so again, anything outside of that, if I'm not grateful for that, and I get into a category that I don't want to be, and I, I want to be grateful. I don't want to be ungrateful. Matthew 6, verse 24. No one, no one. Now you may want to bracket that right there. No one can serve two masters. For either will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You... And you may bracket that. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon itself right here is the God of money. It's what this is talking about. You can't serve God and the God of money. And, and the word uh, serve there, it means to be enslaved by. And so to serve God fully like he's talking about here, it means for me and you, we must have the money issue under control. Now, this is going to hurt sometimes, the truth of this. But in every one of our lives, I've got to stop financing the things I can't afford. In other words, quit spending money on things that you can't afford. And you can rationalize it all you want. 
And so the reason I highlight that is when we become a slave to money, we get into trouble financially. And I have this so many times. People say, Pastor, I want to tithe, but I can't. And the reason we can't oftentimes is because we've got more month than money because we finance things to the max. You know, years ago, we'd begin to honor God with our tithe. And, uh, you know, we, me and Shelly were both working. And it became an issue to get each other to work on time and to get children to schools and the places they need. So I really needed another vehicle. And so I didn't have the money to go to a, a car lot and buy me something new. Well, I got word that there was a bank that was going to auction off to the highest bidders from some cars. So we went down there. Well, it was very apparent there were some that I could not afford. I knew that. And there was one that I thought, well, maybe I can afford this one. So I made an offer on this little car. And a couple days later, they told me to come down there that I was the high bidder. Well, the high bidder was me, and the high bid was $325. Can't even buy a lot of bicycles for that. Now, you can't even buy sets of tires for that. So I go down there, and you, some of you may say, did it run? It ran. But it looked bad. It looked bad. So they said, how do you want to pay for this? And I said, we've got a little issue here. I don't have $325. And so they said, can you put a down payment on it? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll put $25 down. So it moved me to $300. So they financed me for $300 for the next 12 months. I remember this clearly. I paid $34 a month for a year. Oh, happy day to, to pay that thing off. But that little car was a blessing. I ended up driving that little car for 14 years. And it looked bad. My daughter's here. She, she did not like going to school in that car. It didn't really bother me. But there were some interesting things about that little car. Was this, that um, any key would start it. So, you know, if you got the house key in there, well, it didn't matter. And so there's no need locking it. But in that 14 years that I had it, I gave it away two times. Well, how'd you give it away two times? Well, a guy who pastors in Roswell, Pastor Troy Smotherman, I gave it to him, and he drove it for a year or two, and then he was blessed with another vehicle, so he gave it back to me. And then I gave it away again. But after the, the 14 years or so in there, I began to have people say this to me. They said, you deserve to go get you a new vehicle. You deserve to drive a new pickup. You deserve... Well, you know what I begin to realize, and this may help some of you in here right now. My identity isn't determined by what I drive. Your identity isn't determined by what, what old truck you have or new truck you have, okay? And so many times we think, well, what, what, do, people, what do people think? Again, my, my identity is in who Jesus says I am. And that's what we got to get to a place. And so the reason I tell you that story, I, I know what it is to start with a, a $300 vehicle. I know what that looks like. And so we continue to honor God all those years. And so many times people look at what you have, but they don't know what you've given to get that. 
And so be careful how you criticize people, okay? Because I'm telling you right now, when you begin to learn to honor God, that's why you got to get your money in order. God will bless you. He'll take care of you. You know what I found now? Our God is not moved even in the coronavirus, okay? Heaven's still open. The angels up there, their, their robes are still good. God's still playing the light bill in heaven, okay? Relax. You say, man, are you going to go on this all night? Well, I didn't plan on it, baby. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. And Lord, I, I pray a grace in here over every one of us. The Lord grace us to, to get our finances in order, but to look to you. And Father, I thank you right now that you're the God who, who still supplies our needs. You're the God who, who still blesses the righteous and your favor surrounds us like a shield. And we thank you for your faithfulness in this area in Jesus' name. Amen. Now remember, as you leave here, you can put your, your tithes if you have seed envelopes in these baskets. And there's some of those uh, slots back there in those places. You can do that. All right. Well, we're going to get into the word. Go with me to the book of Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I'm going to give you a little shot of the word of God just in the area of, of the word to, to help you understand some areas of faith. Uh, Mark 4 is where we're beginning. I, I've been talking about the word confession or confessing, affirmations, what it literally means to confess the word. So the word confessing, it literally means a witnessing for a truth that we've embraced. Or better yet, the word confessing means that you are affirming something you believe. Now, when you affirm something you believe, you speak it out of your mouth. You, you tell people. Think about this, that, you know, when, when, when you're getting ready to, not a man, but when your family or your wife's getting ready to have a child, and man, they get pregnant, and you tell somebody, you're witnessing to a truth, and, and, and when a woman first becomes pregnant, you can look and say, you, you don't look pregnant, but I am pregnant. How do you know? Because I'm confirming to a truth that's in me. And after month after month, things begin to change and begin to change. Well, I believe that's very similar with the Word of God. That I, I get that seed of the Word of God within me and I stay with it. And, and no matter what it looks like when it starts or even on that, man, I just stay with the Word of God. And so part of that is this, Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. So again, what I'm putting into my heart is going to be revealed by what comes out of my mouth. Now, I'm going to hit this later on, but we start tonight in Mark chapter 4. Look with me in verse number 10. But when Jesus was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parable. Now, this parable was called the parable of the sower. Verse 11. And Jesus said to them, to you it has been given to know. It has been given to you to, to know the mysteries, the secret or the hidden truths of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So that seeing they may see 
but yet they do not perceive or understand. In, in hearing they may hear, but yet they do not understand or they do not learn. Lest they should turn, and that means repent, and their sins be forgiven. And so they look and they look, but they can't perceive. And he says, we hear and we hear, but we still don't understand. And so what he's talking about here is those who shut their eyes and they shut their ears to the truth, they will never realize the significance of what they are seeing and hearing. And therefore, they never repent. See, a lot of times when people look at this book, they just think it's another book. It's a treasure. And that's why he said the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I believe people that get really, really hungry for the word of God, man, they begin to seek and they begin to dive into the word and they begin to hunger for the things of the truth of the word of God. And if you've never been that way, I pray that on you. I, I, I love the word of God, man. It's, it's part of our daily diet. The great evangelist Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, we, we feed our natural man three hot meals a day, but we feed our spirit man, our heart, one cold snack a week. And we wonder why we're spiritually malnourished. And so again, Jesus here, he was telling, telling them, you gotta get into the word. You gotta dig into the word. You gotta search the word because within the word is buried treasure. And he said, I want you to know these things. Verse 13. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables. And let me paraphrase my paraphrased edition of this right here. The Lord Jesus is saying, you got to get this one. This, this one right here is the granddaddy of them all. You got to get this one because if you don't get this one, the rest of them aren't going to be gettable. Is that a word? Yes. In Swanix, that's a word. Kind of like I said the other day, it's good to have a good memory and it's a good to have a good forgettery. <laughs> and all the English teachers said, Pastor, we need to help you. But I want to highlight this. This parable here is saturated with the word of God is what it is. And I believe the Lord Jesus was saying, you got to get this one because it's the significance of the word of God. So we begin, verse 14, in his explanation of this. The sower sows the word. The sower plants the word. And so when you see here the sower plants the word, it's if, if he's saying you've got to base your life off the word of God. Your decisions and your attitude are dependent on the word of God. So when he says here that the sower sows the word of God, my harvest is determined by what I sow. If I don't sow the word of God, I'm not going to reap the benefits of the word of God. So Jesus makes this statement immediately to him. You got to get into the word of God. Let me ask you a question. 
What are you sowing into your heart on a daily basis? Now, I'm not talking about you got to spend hours upon hours in the Word of God, but I'm talking about, man, I got to get into the Word. I got to, I, I feed my faith and I starve my doubts. And so where we're getting ready to head is this right here. Jesus will list four types of hearts. That's, that's where he's going with this. He is going to talk about four different types of hearts or soil. The soil of my heart, the condition of it. And I believe when I begin to look at this, that you fit into one of these. Every one of us fits into one of these categories. So let's see what he says. Verse 15. And these are the ones by the wayside, the beaten path, the footpath, where the word is sown, where the word is planted, and he's going to give us a little nugget right here immediately. How? How is the word planted when they hear? When they hear. And so it is something that I must learn to do. I must hear the word of God. Remember Romans 10, 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The only way that the word of God gets planted is by me hearing it. Now, here's a blessing to you. It doesn't matter who you're hearing it, whether it's on tape, CD, even yourself. That's why it's important. There's times you got to speak the word out of your mouth where you hear it. So the first thing he says is they hear the word. Keep reading. But when they hear, Satan comes immediately and he takes away the word that was sown in their heart now what was the enemy the adversary the opponent the devil after he was after the word of God if you know this was Jesus's words and Jesus said immediately he goes after the word now this ought to be an insight to me and you if the devil goes after the word immediately, he knows the significance of the word of God if it ever takes root in our heart. So immediately gets it. You know why he goes after immediately? Because he does not want it taking root because he knows that when that thing, that, that seed of that word starts taking root, it's gonna produce a harvest. And so he goes after it immediately. Wow. And he takes away the word that was sown in their heart. You know what this first one is significant of? A hard heart. And it was a result of the activity of the devil. This is the only category of the four that the devil is, is specifically mentioned in this. And so I think about this and the devil does not like people dabbling in the word of God. He would rather keep you away from that because he knows this. Without the word of God in people's hearts, their hearts grow hard. Yeah. 
And I believe that's part of what goes on in our society. Without the things of God, without the word of God, and your heart will go hard quickly. Verse 16, these likewise are the ones that are sown on stony ground, rocky soil, or gravel. And when they hear the word, and again, we see they hear the word, they receive the word, immediately he goes on to say, they, they hear the word and immediately they receive it with gladness, they receive it with joy. They hear the word of God, man, this is great, great news. But they have no root in themselves. They have no firm root in themselves. Literally, their hearts fail to sink in a deep root into the word of God. And I believe the reason of this is they don't stay with it. They do not stay with it. I've got to make the word of God a habit. Stay with the word. So they have no root in themselves, so they endure only for a time. Now listen closely to this. Afterward, when tribulation or persecutions, seasons of harassment arise for the word's sake or because of the word. Now when you look at this, there's problems that occur because of the word. Persecution because of the word of God. See, we have this thought that, man, everything's going to be just smooth and easy. But when you start living by the word of God, there's going to be some trials and tribulations and there's going to be some persecutions. And I hate to break news to this to you tonight because sometimes people have been told, well, I was told that when I get born again, it's just going to be smooth all the time. Well, it's not. And I don't want that to discourage you. But when I look at these, these things, the tribulations and persecutions are designed to get you off. Because look how he ends this and he says, they, they arise for the word's sake and immediately they stumble. They're offended. They're resentful. And so this heart is a hollow heart that it is a result of the flesh. How do you know it's a flesh? Well, the Lord Jesus said in John 15, 19, when you align yourself with the word of God, the world is gonna hate you Really? Yeah. You line yourself with the word of God. It's going, you're, they're going to hate you. And I'm just telling you, that's why the Lord said to Joshua and Joshua, he said, you got to be strong and a good courage. Be strong and a good courage. Verse 18. Now these are the ones sown among thorns, the weeds. They are the ones who hear the word. They hear the word. And the cares of this world, the anxieties of this world, the worries of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lure and the seduction of, of riches and wealth, 
and the desire for other things, the craving and the desire for other things, pleasure and glamour and fame, they enter in and they choke the word. They enter in and they suffocate the word. Now he lists three things that cause the word to be suffocated. The cares of this world. I've heard it said this way. If the devil can't get you into sin, he'll get you into being busy. Many times when you ask people in our society, how are you? You know what their reply will be? One of two words. How are you? I'm busy. How are you? I'm wore out. I'm tired. And so when you look at the cares of the world, these aren't necessarily sinful. But the devil will get your daily calendar so loaded down that there is no time for the word. I got to get Johnny to, to, to ball practice. I got to get Sally to dance. My husband, he can't cook. He can't do, he can't do nothing. I got, it. I got dentist appointments. I got doctor's appointments. And so again, these things aren't, aren't sinful, but they are the things that try to occupy all my time. The second thing was the deceitfulness of riches. I owe, I owe. So off to work I go. I got to have more money. I got to, you know. And so we do things over and over in the name of the deceitfulness of riches. And the word deceitful there begins to say, it, it, it gets you off track. It's not real. It's not going to supply what you really need. And the, the, the cares for other things, the desire for other things enter in and it chokes the word and it, the word becomes unfruitful. Now I mark that in my Bible. The word becomes unfruitful. You know what that tells me? If I stay with the word, the word is designed to bring fruit in my life. It'll be fruitful. The word will do exactly what it says it'll do when God says this. And so this heart right here is the half-hearted uh, uh, heart. It's half-hearted. Because the other half is part of the world, the daily routines. Verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground. These are the ones who hear the word. Rewind, rewind, rewind. All four categories, every one of them heard the word of God. Every one of them. The word of God is significant. I gotta hear the word of God, but understand this, that's just the planning point. There's still more. And he, so, so he says, they hear the word and they accept it. How do you accept the word of God? I, I base my life off on it. I agree with it. I receive it. I welcome it. And so literally when I receive or accept the word of God, I believe the word of God. Joshua 1, 9 says, this book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. I begin to speak the word. He says, and I meditate on it there in day and night. I begin to think it. I renew my mind to the word according to Romans 12, 2. And then he ultimately says that then 
You'll do the work. Now you can look at this in Joshua 1.9. He says, and then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. And so the way I accept it, my whole life becomes based on the word of God. Remember the Lord Jesus said this in Matthew 4, 4. He said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so the way I accept it, man, I hang on to it. And so when I'm reading this right here, I had this thought. The word of God has to come to a place in my life where it's even visible. And what I mean by visible, people look at you and say, what happened to you? You're different. You're not the same person. Look how he ends this. They hear the word, they accept it, and they bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. So when I read that right there, it has varying yields. Why? Is dependent on the soil of my heart. Now, we have pretty good soil around here. I have an uncle that farms in Oklahoma, and about a month or so I was back there. I, I couldn't believe their wheat, how thick it was. They don't irrigate. I mean, I couldn't believe it. But the best soil that I've ever been on in my entire life was right beneath the Sea of Galilee on the Jordan River. I've, I've never seen soil like this. I mean, it, it was, how many of you have ever had to take a scraper and scrape the mud off? That's how that was. It was, it was the richest soil I've ever been part. Well, again, what did I do right there? I gave you three types of soil. They will produce different yields. And guess who determines what kind of yield you're going to produce? I do. The soil of my heart. I stick with the word. I believe the word, just like he said. So I want to highlight something here. He said in, in Mark 4, 14, the sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. So I get that seed of the word of God planted in my heart. When you put a seed in the, in the ground, then what do you got to do? You got to keep watering it. And you stay with it, and you stay with you keep watering day by day. And before long, that little seedling pops out, and it's a happy day. And before long, it gets a little bit bigger. And before long, you got little blossoms on there. And before long, you got little green chilies on there. And before long, you're roasting green chili. And oh, at the Swan Home, it's a happy day. You got to stay with it. I got to get it planted though. I got to stay with it. And so this was Jesus' words to them. Ooh, I got just a few minutes here. Go with me to Psalm 141. The 141st Psalm, 141. I, I'm just for time's sake, I'm going to just read one verse in here. This is an incredible Psalm. Really, really good one. This is King David. But in verse 3, King David said this. He said, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. The Passion Translation says this, God, give me grace to guard my lips from speaking what is wrong. He ends this verse and says, 
Keep a watch over the door of my lips. Post a guard over the door of my lips. The door of my lips. Now I look at the word door and you think about a door. What do you do with a door? You open it and you close it. And this was King David's heart right here. He asked God, help me, God, to develop self-discipline with what comes out of my mouth. Why is that so important? Because the words that come out of my mouth are a direct indicator of what's in my heart. A direct indicator. I don't care who we are. So I'm thinking upon these lines right now and over these last few months, we wear masks. Why are you wearing those masks? One thing is to keep stuff from coming in, but the other thing is to keep stuff from coming out. You know, Jesus had a thought on that. This is John chapter 15. John 15. Ooh, I'm gonna run there real quick. John 15, verse 11. Listen to what the Lord Jesus said here. Matthew 15, I'm way off. Matthew 15, verse 11. I got to looking at Jonathan. That's not right. John 15, verse, Matthew 15. <laughs> not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Not, not what comes in, but what goes out of the mouth. And so I believe that's why King David said what he did. What, what comes out of my mouth contaminates me. And so it's very important to speak the word, to speak the word, to speak the word. And there was a lady here after prayer last night, and she asked if I would lay hands on her. And I said, are, are you good with me laying hands on you? And she said, I'm good. I said, all right, I'll do it with your permission. And, and after I prayed for her, I looked at her and I said, can I tell you something that I sense the Lord want me to speak because this is how he deals with me? I said, be careful what you say out of your mouth from now on. She's believing God for healing in her body. And I said, be careful what you say. Be careful. Because oftentimes, we pray or we believe the scriptures, but we negate everything that God's wanting to do because of our tongue. Where's that? That's Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The Passion Translation says the tongue has the ability to kill and to give life. Wow. Your tongue, my tongue. Life and death are in the power of my tongue. And your tongue is a powerful thing. And Jesus goes over it. Now, this is how I'm going to end tonight. This is the book of Numbers, chapter 6. And we're going to let, we're going to let the Word of God teach us something right here. This is number 6. Ooh, this is good. This is dessert. That's why I'm ending with this one. Number six, verse 22. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, it's in the Bible. 
This is how you bless the children of Israel. You say to them, you speak to them. Now listen to what he says. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So you shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. But he said, this is how you bless them. You say, you say, you speak it. I encourage you, start speaking this over your life. Speak this over your family. Speak this over your kids. And you watch what God will start doing. And so one of my prayers for all of you on a daily basis, I, I pray Psalms 512. I say, Father God, people of faith Christian today, ooh, you said you would bless them, you're righteous, and your favor surrounds them like a shield. Man, I love to speak that. I speak that over you. I speak that over my own life. And I encourage, start speaking the word of God. You got to get the word in you, but speak the word. It's now 8 o'clock in the central time zone. Why don't you stand up here? Thank you, Pastor. We think we're going to keep you around for another week. You did so well tonight. Praise the Lord. I love the things of the word of God. I base my life on the word of God. I, I, I'm very grateful for you all who come to church here because I, I realize when you come here that you're gonna get high doses of the word of God. And it shows me that you still hunger for the word of God. And I say this from my heart with sincerity. I do you no good without, without teaching you the word of God. The, the only thing that will remain is this, okay? Not, not my opinion, thus saith pastor, thus saith the Lord, okay? And so I, I'm saying this right now, that I believe in the upcoming weeks, this place is getting ready to explode. And the reason I believe that is because there are people that are hungry for the word of God. They're to a place that our society is saying, we look to this and it didn't fulfill. We look to that. And so I, I, I welcome your family members. And you say, Pastor, I, I got some good sinners in my family. I really welcome them. I welcome the sinners. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm so blessed. You know, I, I made a comment the other day. I said, man, I, I get the best of this world. I get to preach to all these great people. And I said, man, I'm, I'm so honored that this church is full of the red, yellow, black, white, and brown. God smiles upon it. I smile upon it, and I, I appreciate all. I love people. You know what, Pastor? You just need to pray and let us go. Okay. <laughs> Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. We, we thank you. Woo, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God, that you're the God who never changes, and your word never changes. And Lord, right now, I, I pray within each one of us that there's an appetite for, for more of you. And Lord, grace us to not only hear the word of God, but, but to accept it, to live by it. And we thank you for that, and we give you glory. I pray blessings on everyone's rest of their week, sweet and peaceful sleep. Lord, I, I pray for all that go to work in the morning that you watch over and protect them. A, a great rest of the week. And Father God, we believe you're the healer. You're the miracle working God and over under my voice right now, any in this room that need healing right now, we speak to them in the name of Jesus and Lord that you're still the God of miracles and we give you honor for that in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to allow the, the ushers to dismiss you. Again, we love you. We, we pray blessings on you. And if you got questions, anything, we welcome them. Uh, you're welcome to email stuff to the church. And so have a kingdom week. And I'll see you here Sunday at 9 and 11. Uh, Thank you for listening out. today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.